You're listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast, presented by the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events, with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners. And here are your hosts for the Running Around Charlotte podcast, Tim Rhodes and DC Lucchese. Our next guest on Running Around Charlotte, though, likes ultras. Chris Raleigh was a member of the Team USA for the 2018 World Trail Championships and other international races. And even more importantly, he took second at our 2018 Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. Last summer, he picked up a win at the One New York Challenge, which is a 1,000K virtual race across the state of New York. And he has the U.S. 50K Championship coming up. So tell me, Chris, what's your idea of a nice long run? 10 miles, 20 miles? A marathon? I would say long run actually is kind of my bread and butter. So I love the long run and I and I actually like to make my long runs hard long runs. So fast and long is kind of my my bread and butter there. But if I'm in the peak of training, it's at least 20. Sometimes I'll hit 30. Um, I think a couple of times I've done a 40 miler, but I would say that 20, 25 is kind of, you know, a typical long run on the weekend. There you go, man. There you go. But now, now that being said, uh, how many miles are you do, doing in a week as you're getting ready for your, for your distance? So again, recently it's been kind of low. I mean, I've been hovering just like 70 mile range, which is yeah. for me is low. I think in previous training blocks, you know, I've been well over a hundred, 110, 120. Um, but again, now my life's been different with a one-year-old. So I've been trying to do more quality versus quantity and get some <laughs> more of that family time in. So you've got to kind of adjust, you know, when things are changing, uh, but Yeah. <laughs> There you go, man. There you go. Well, now, now, Tim, I know you've got a ton of questions, but I got to ask this guy, since he's from Syracuse, man, uh, how the heck did you end up in Cornelius? Because there's a lot of people from New York over here. And yeah. did you lax at all growing up in Syracuse? No. So growing up, I'll start there. I, um, I, I was a three-sport mm-hmm. athlete, so I didn't run in high school other than cross-country season. My main sport actually right. was wrestling throughout the winter, and then I was oh, uh, right. I played tennis in the spring. So I didn't actually run like full three seasons until, um, until college. But, um, but yeah, in terms of getting down here, um, we moved down here in 2018 and mm-hmm. my wife, she's from Buffalo. So we're both upstate New York residents uh, previously. And she had family down here. I had some family down here and we were again, just kind of sick of the weather, sick of the taxes, <laughs> sick of, you know, so we were like, this is the time to move. We got family and, and that's when we made the move. So we're very happy. We have no regrets. <laughs> I love it. So from basically Canadians living down in Charlotte, a a story often told. Yeah. (laughs) So that's kind of the the short story of how we made it down here. And plus my company, actually, that was one of the major reasons too. They have a big presence in Charlotte. They're based out of New York, had a Syracuse office, but they were given a lot of incentives for us to come down here so we were like you know this is this is definitely the time to do it so they have to give you incentives yeah. to leave syracuse yeah. and buffalo <laughs> they, they didn't have to but i took them i mean i was gonna go anyways but you know exactly. <laughs> if they're gonna like, offer it right it's like yeah. twist my arm it's yeah right <laughs> so wasn't i hard would to imagine say. we're we're headed into our our uh, <laughs> summer season here i would imagine it's a little more hot and humid down here than it is in in uh, upstate new york are you are you getting used to the weather weather can you get used to the weather yeah and heat is always i say heat's kind of my kryptonite that's where i i, I struggle but the first the first 
after I was down here, I just thought I was out of shape. And I'm like, I'm running seven minute miles. Like, why do I feel so tired? But then talking with my friends now um, down here, they're like, oh yeah, like you basically have to really adjust your expectations for summer yeah. training and, you know, just throw pace out the window sometimes and just get in the efforts. But, and I also say too, in New York, it's really, it's a great um, time in New York to get ready for fall marathons because the summer and going into the early fall, the weather's not bad. But for instance, mm-hmm. if you're running the Boston Marathon, which is in April, it makes it very tough because you're trying to train through a Syracuse winter to get in Ugh. shape by early April. But here it's the opposite. I feel like I have a much easier yeah. time now getting ready for a spring. So say if I did the London Marathon or Boston again, you're running in 40 or 50 degrees throughout the winter. And in Syracuse, I'd have to be on the treadmill five days a week, if not more, doing long runs, just fighting the snow. And then... But here it's the opposite. If I want to run a Chicago or if I want to run a New York, I'm training through 95 degrees in August and stuff like that to get ready. So, you know, I, I've made adjustments. Now I think I bring a hand bottle with me with some water if I'm even doing like an eight mile run in August. Whereas before I'd never Got do that, to. but yeah. you kind of find ways to, to get through it. And, and luckily where I live, there's a lot of spots that have the, the water fountains. So I'll kind of map out a route that I'm going to go buy a couple of those throughout a long run and I can stop and get it, you know, get some fluids without bringing it with me. So, yeah. so I've learned, I mean, I don't think I've ever get it completely I'm gonna put it, a but shame. I've, uh, I've kind of learned how to adjust for sure. Yeah. I'm going to put in a shameless plug for our water fountain map on our website at runcharlotte.com. So oh, I'll check it out. if you're out in oh, the yeah. uh, hot weather um, this summer, we do have a water fountain map that lists all the water fountains in Charlotte. So tell, tell us how it all got started with you. I mean, what, what did you run before high school or was it just kind of yeah, you know, I mean, a freshman so, in high school cross country? Sure. Yeah. And so I have, uh, I have, three other siblings. I have an older brother. And so kind of my athletic career, I really mapped around. He's six years older. So I kind of saw what he was doing. He did the cross country and the wrestling and all that. And I just really followed his path as well as my parents were, you know, they were marathoners and my mom's done a couple of Ironman. So it's been, you know, that, that the athletics has kind of been in my family. So I think from fifth, sixth grade, you know, I'd jog around with my parents a little bit, watch my brother do some racing. And then I'd get into the modified cross country um, but then again, through high school, I did those three sports, but getting into college, I kind of had to make the decision of, I definitely want to do a sport. Which one do I think is going to fit me best? And I looked at running and I felt, well, running's a lifelong sport. You don't need to have training partners. Really. You can kind of do it on your own. Whereas my other sports, you needed other people to mm-hmm. do it with. And I also felt like I hadn't really hit my potential yet. Whereas I think in my other sports, I'm like, you know, this is kind of my potential where I want to be, but I just, I felt like senior in high school and running, I'm like, I can, I can be so much better, especially at the longer distances, because in high school, you only typically run, right. Like a 5k max sometimes, you know, right, yeah. um, if you're doing track and run short distances, but then during the summer, you know, there's a big 15k for instance, or 10 miler in the Syracuse area that I do. And I would beat some of those guys who would run outdoor track and be running four, 15 miles. And I'm like, you know, I'm not even in, I'm, I'm in tennis season and I'm coming off tennis season, beating these guys at those longer races. So I kind of felt my, my niche and, and my strength was going to be at the longer distances. And so at that point, I'm like, you know, I kind of almost couldn't wait to get out of college because then I knew I could do the marathons and do the longer stuff where even there you're limited to 10 K. So yeah. I felt like that was sort of my motivation to really focus on running once I left high school. And, you know, it's yeah. kind of turned into this now where, you know, I feel like the, the more I move up in distance, the more competitive I can be. And, you know, and that's kind of what still kind of motivates me to, to continue to do it. 
So you've, you've taken that to an extreme, Chris, because <laughs> now you're doing ultras. Um, tell us how that got started and what, you know, what's the longest ultra you've done and uh, some of the people maybe you've competed against that you, you kind of sure. started following as you got into the ultra arena. Yeah, absolutely. So when I was in Syracuse, I ran for a post-collegiate team up there, really fast guys. I mean, I, I was certainly the guy at the back of the pack and I was lucky to be on that team. And a lot of them, you know, were, were making the move to ultras maybe in 2015 or so. And they kind of convinced me to, to give a stab at it. And so funny story was JFK 50 mile, which is kind of one of the most popular ones in the, in the country. Um, my, both my friends were doing it and, you know, they're, one of them's around 218 marathon. The one's around 220. These guys are, these are fast guys, 104 half marathons. And, and so they convinced me to do it. We drove down there in 2015 and the night before, um, I got food poisoning. And so I woke up the next morning, couldn't do the race and just drove home. So then the next year I'm like, All right, I'm gonna do this again. So JFK ended up being my first actual ultra. And I think I finished sixth, which was, the, um, I think that was the last spot for prize money. So I remember, I don't know if you know the ultra world, but Michael Wardian, he's a very big ultra runner yeah. and he's, mm-hmm. so me and him were battling back and forth for fifth and sixth place. I think he ended up beating me by a few minutes. But then at that point I felt like, geez, like this guy is like one of the top guys in the country. This is my first ultra prior to that race. I've only run a marathon. I basically doubled my distance in one day mm-hmm. and I'm able, yeah. I mean, able to compete with these guys, not really knowing what I'm doing. So I'm like, Hey, maybe this is, this could be my thing. So yeah. from there, I just started, you know, doing some more 50 Ks. And then eventually, I think two years after that, in 2017, I um, did the U.S. 50 mile trail championships, which were in Ithaca, New York, pretty close to where I lived. And I won that. So I won the, my national championship. Um, I got a sponsor by Skechers. Like, you know, they would, you know, give me gear and give me a little bit of money. I'm like, I never thought in my life, like I would, I'm not, I'm not a fast 5k guy. I would never have a sponsor like this, but right. I just, you know, it was kind of surreal. And I'm like, Oh, this is pretty That's cool. Awesome. And, and so I'm like, if I, if I move up in distance, I can kind of get some, uh, acknowledgement there. And, um, and then from winning that championship, I was able to run in the world championships in 2018 in Spain. So the answer to your other question, the longest ultra I've done was actually those world championships, which were, they could call it like an 80 K or 50 miles, but mm-hmm. trail races are kind of yeah. like, it ended up being like 56. Oh, yeah. So I guess technically 56 miles is the longest I've run, but I'd like to do maybe later this year, hundred K. Um, and I, I do think the problem is a lot of the, tra- a lot of the ultras tend to be on trails and very technical where it really isn't, I don't, I'm not a super fan of the technical trails, but I like the distance. So mm-hmm. I think the perfect combination would be a road ultra for me, like a flat road ultra. Cause I tend to just to like to be able to get in a rhythm and kind of like a yeah. metronome and, and a lot of my training runs, I just do on flat greenways. And so around here, it's tough to really do a lot of technical trails. So I think eventually, you know, I think the road ultra hundred K or something like that is going to be kind of my, my best event. Well, you've got the 50 K championships coming up in June, right? I do. Yeah. And that so. was kind of, and again, one of my, the same friend I was talking about, he's mm-hmm. in New York and he's like, Hey, I'm doing this race. It's going to be a qualifier for the world championships in October, which are in Taiwan. And at this point, I'm not really committed to many races. I'm like, Hey, I'm in pretty good shape right now. Like it's in a month and a half or whatever. I'm like, I'll give it a stab. And so, um, I'd like to crack three hours there. Uh, I know there's re- a couple of really fast guys running that race. Mm-hmm. And I always say that the 50 K to me is, I mean, it's essentially in a marathon. I mean, if you're in, marathon shape it's 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 only you know it's less than five more miles so 
the tough thing is with the 50 K you really get a lot of marathon guys who aren't ultra guys that can bump up a little bit. Yeah. And they end up being very competitive because there's two guys signed up right now who run 211 and 212 in the marathon. I mean, I'm yeah. never going to run anywhere near that. So those guys <laughs> can tight, literally man. come through the marathon in 220 and almost walk the last five miles and probably still beat me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> Don't say it like that. Don't yeah, say it like yeah. that. But I mean, but, but really my goal is if I could crack three hours in that race, um, that would still yeah. give me a good shot of making this world team. And, and so I think that's kind of what I'm going to be shooting for. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And how's the training going? Pretty good. Like I said, I mean, I the, the, typically if I was going to get ready for this race, I'd be cranking out 100 plus miles yeah. weeks. I have yet to hit that this year. Hopefully, I'll get in, yeah. you know somewhere close to that once we get close to race time. But since mm-hmm. the beginning of the year, I've been doing you know 70 mile weeks, really easy miles. Other than I try to, yeah. I try to now throw in two quality days. So I'll try to again do that Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. hard long run, and then midweek do a little short distance stuff maybe like a mile repeat or 800s or something like that because the one thing with ultras is i don't i don't want, want to lose my you know that fast twitch stuff so i really yep. try to throw that in there because if i ever want to move back down to a half or a 10k i don't want to be just doing slow ultra stuff because you know you're going to lose that that muscle memory after a while and so that's kind of been my oh, strategy yeah. and, and i've really realized that i think you know the past decade of doing high miles that's still with me mm-hmm. So I can really do more quality stuff right now, but the aerobic base is still there and I can do these two quality workouts and still be in decent ultra shape. Cause I mean, I think in the last month or so I've done, you know, a 20 miler, probably the best 20 miler I've ever had in my life. I think it was 538 pace for 20 miles, which is, you know, that's essentially like marathon pace for me and just in a training run. And then, uh, I did a 30 miler at like sub six minute pace and I've never done, I don't think those two runs alone, I don't think I've ever done anything that fast. So it's giving me confidence kind of going to this 50K for sure. Well, Yeah, man. And, it, and remind it, us again where the, where the championship there. is. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tim. I was just going to say at least he was out there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, it's not hell, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. like, remind us again where the 50K championships are. So it's the it's called the Comset 50K. Usually mm-hmm. it's at a park, Comset Park in Long Island. But it's just down the road at a different park in Long Island this year. I think they had to move okay. it for um, some construction or something going on, but it's in Long yeah. Island. Yeah, but now Long Island can get some humidity in the summertime, man. Yeah, well, and this is it's interesting because this is pre-pandemic. It always was in end of February or early March. And so last time I ran it, it was a two-degree wind chill and windy because it's by the water. And oh, so yeah. that race, every time I run it, I think two or three times now in the past, it's always been, you know, in, in the winter in Syracuse, in, uh, in yeah. New York, and it's been, you know, in single digits or, or snowing or something like that. So this is going to be a very different feel this time because, yeah. um, you know, it's going to be hotter, but luckily again, I'm training in Charlotte heat, which when I go, exactly. to New York, <laughs> when I go up to New York, it's, you know, it still might only be 68 or something like that. And right, so it'll be sweater weather. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to be having full warmups on and everybody else is going to be in there. Sure. Exactly. So, um, yeah, psyching them all out. Oh yeah. my gosh, he must be training on the sun, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, they call yeah, the, awesome. the, the the heat is the poor man's altitude. That's what I'm always told. You know. Amen to that. Yeah. Amen to that. Good yeah. stuff. So for man. someone who's who's interested, who's maybe done a marathon or 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 perhaps not, and and just says, you know, I I'd like to try something I've I've never done before, and maybe get involved in doing an ultra 
what would your advice to them be? Where, where would they start? Where's a good place to get information, how to train? Uh, what would be a good race to sign up for? How far in advance of a race do you have to sign up? Like, what are the kind of the ins and outs that people would need to know? Um, obviously, you don't sign up today for an ultra next week, but, but where do people get started? Yeah, and I would think, I mean, just with anything, it's kind of baby steps, right? So if you've done a marathon, which I'm assuming if somebody's moving to the altar, they've probably done at least one or two marathons, then you take the small step to the 50K. And that's essentially 90% of the training for a 50K and a road marathon are, are probably the same. Because again, it's not that much further, but you just get that progressive, you know, a little bit progressively longer race. And then I would say in training, it's really it's, it's, it's the mental aspect of, of being able to be out there for that long. Right. And so I would say, you know, sign up for a 50 K, but then the tough part is finding one that's, that's not just a crazy trail elevation, you know, climbing six, 8,000 feet, try to find something. That's why I went to JFK. JFK is probably the, one of the easiest 50 milers to transition to, because you've got a few Hills in the beginning, but it's pancake flat for the last 35 miles. So I wouldn't try to double down and increase your distance to a 50 K or 50 mile, as well as find a tough course. I'll really try to get the distance down first, find an easy course, just get through it, um, be able to be out there mentally and physically for that long. And then, you know, try to find, you know, other races where if they're more technical, um, sign up for those. But I mean, I think it's just, um, and now again, one thing, actually, I would say the biggest thing almost is, is understanding that fueling in an ultra is about or more important as being in shape for an ultra. So you definitely yeah. have to practice oh, yeah. having bottles with you. Cause I mean, you can be in phenomenal shape. You can do everything right in training. And if you just execute the race wrong, it would be a, it could be a total disaster. And it has been for me. I've been in great shape. I've decided, you know, Hey, I don't need to take this bottle at mile 15 or 20. Like, yeah, I feel fine. But then at mile 35, you're like, I just ruined my race because I decided not to do that. So you really have to yeah. practice yeah. the fueling aspect of, uh, of ultras yeah. um, as much as getting in the correct training. And so again, it's you gotta, just, you got to stay ahead of it. And, yeah. And it's, again, I mean, there's so many products out there too. You got to find the ones in your training that work for you. The ones that are easy to carry that aren't messy that you can chew or eat. So there's a lot of practice that even in the marathon, you don't really have to deal with that. You don't have to be, you know, you can take a couple of gels in a marathon and you're good, but an ultras, I mean, if you're talking a 50 mile or hundred K, you really got to eat substantial food. I mean, you have to find foods that I like a simple peanut butter and jelly sandwich that I can chew while I'm running, which you never do that in a marathon, but you just can't consume that many calories with fluids and, and simple gels. Yeah. I think if you're doing a hundred K hundred miles, something like that. So I think the fueling practicing is this huge, huge aspect of it. Yeah. And Tim's Tim's favorite long run, uh, nosh like that is he likes to, you know, a couple of those American cheese slices in the plastic, puts those oh, in yeah. his pocket and then, you know, carries a Miller high life. He is from Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> like do it. <laughs> For sure. he's like, I, Hey I'm man, any port in a storm, baby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'll be surprised guys when you do an ultra, what they have at those aid stations. I mean, they'll have beer. I've seen some with like red velvet oh, yeah. cake. I mean, they have, it's, it's like a yeah, buffet. Yeah, I mean, you know, yep. It's, yep. You're just running from buffet to buffet, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm telling you right now, though, that craft stuff is not real cheese. I'm the first to tell you that is not real cheese, brother. <laughs> I'm sorry I disparaged. 
<laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Chris Raleigh, getting ready for the 50K championships coming up here, making the transition from, you know, upstate down here to Charlotte, North Carolina. Man, appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. I know you're going to do well in June, and congratulations on, you know, trying to balance it all with the new new baby and you know new goals and all that stuff man it's going to be great for you yeah i appreciate the time it was fun fun talking to you guys so i'll, I'll certainly follow up and i'm sure you maybe you'll be you'll look at the results but i'll let you know how it goes <laughs> down on it chris yeah thanks so much chris we appreciate it good luck to you and uh we'll talk to you again sounds good thanks a lot guys all right brother. thanks brother yep all right bye The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events, with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Registration and more information is available at runcharlotte.com. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. New episodes are available every week, anywhere you listen to podcasts.